Welcome to this podcast from Nutri-Ingredients. This is Lorraine Heller. Earlier this year, the drug firm GlaxoSmithKline, together with some other associations, filed a petition with FDA requesting that weight loss claims be considered disease claims. This initially caused quite a stir in the supplement sector, as the implications, if it were to pass, could be huge. But most people now agree the petition is a non-starter. At the recent Supply Side West trade show in Las Vegas, Daniel Fabricant, the Director of Scientific and Regulatory Affairs at the Supplements Trade Group, NPA, told me the petition has no legal standing. Well, I think from a legal perspective, it certainly is a non-starter, and I think that's what um, you know most of the comments uh, have covered it's, as such in terms of the substance. Um, you know, we don't think that the sky is falling. We think it's something that continues needs to be monitored continuously and will be. Um, but at the same time, I think again, from really a, a, a legal perspective and administrative perspective, it's not really. Uh, it would be very difficult for it to advance um, as it was written and as it was offered. Andrew Shaw, the Director of Scientific and Regulatory Affairs at CRN, agrees that the petition's going nowhere. If, if this were to, to move forward, contrary to what they state in their petition, this would affect all foods that, that, that are, are, are designed for weight management. Anybody claiming weight loss potentially could be covered. This has huge implications if it were to go through, and it never would. Not as, not as it stands, because you would need a rulemaking, you'd need a long process. As we heard, we'd need OMB to look at this to make sure that didn't have too much of an economic burden. Lauren Israelson, executive director of UNPA, says this isn't a fight FDA wants to start right now. I find it unlikely that this petition would succeed. Uh, there are a number of legal issues why it should likely not Moreover, this is a hot political issue. FDA is well aware that the stakes are high and that it would be a major commitment of resource if FDA were to grant the petition because there would surely be a very strong reaction, not just from industry but from consumers. I don't think FDA is looking for that kind of fight at the moment. But even if the petition doesn't pass, as everyone is predicting, is it likely to have any lasting impact on the industry? Possibly the loudest message left behind is the strategy of using petitions as administrative tools to discredit the supplements category. I think this petition in particular was intended to create interest around an issue. Whether the petition exceeds or not uh, may not be the actual goal. It is to discredit dietary supplements used for weight loss and to draw media attention to that and to cause health professionals to question whether they should recommend this class of products to their patients who are looking to lose weight. So, in fact, the administrative tool that was used was a citizen's petition. Uh, in essence, it is a new form of um, commercial warfare, as it were. Stephen Shapiro of Ullman, Shapiro & Ullman agrees that petitions are being used as offensive weapons. Well, what we've been finding, at least in the last couple of weeks and months, is that uh, a number of groups and companies have been filing citizens' petitions basically as offensive weapons, trying to get FDA to come out with a ruling to that would basically take out their competition. And according to Stuart Craig, Denisco North America's Director of Regulatory and Scientific Affairs, petitions are a way of getting FDA's attention. 
It's a way of getting FDA's attention. FDA has struggled with being able to keep up with all of the aspects of food safety, health and nutrition uh, because of critical staffing levels. It's, It's an area that we do see a lot more of this kind of activity because FDA has to respond to them. Being aware of the emerging strategies of attack could help the supplements industry build better defences. But the best defence of all is to start to close the gaps that invite attack. If, as everyone suspects, the GSK petition never sees the light of day, we still can't afford to ignore the points it was able to latch onto. As Israelson says, the petition raised some valid issues. My concern is that when we look at the claims that are being made, many of them really are not legitimate. Xiao agrees that certain points need to be addressed, but says petitions are not the way to do it. It raises some, some, some points that we already know about, and folks already know about, that there's some shady advertising that goes on for some products, and we are all working together to try to change that. Um, this petition doesn't accomplish that. The wide, sweeping change that just tries to run everybody over is not the way to accomplish that. So what's the right approach? Again, we come back to the key issue, which is the importance of self-regulation to prevent industry shooting itself in the foot. Uh, What we really need is to self-regulate, self-police ourselves. Um, What the consumer wants is a legitimate, uh, safe and reasonably effective option to both drugs and to extreme diet regimes, which many people find so difficult to maintain. So I, I think the future is in our hands. Uh, misbehavior will, we will pay for misbehavior within our own industry. Those were some thoughts on petitions, what they mean, and how to avoid them. For more thoughts and insight, visit our websites at NutriIngredients.com and NutriIngredientsUSA.com. 